Hey, everybody. Welcome to AST Radio. I'm your host, Sasquatch. Uh, this is a special edition of AST Radio. We're going to be doing this once a month now, uh, which is exciting since the regular AST Radio is, is uh, still kind of on hiatus. We're, we're going to do a, a few things here and there, but definitely not back to weekly. Uh, this is the Doug Benson Interruption Edition, uh, and Doug is with me. Hey, what's up, Doug? Hey, how's it going? Good, thanks. Uh, so the idea here is uh, Doug does this show every month at the UCB Theater uh, called the, the, Interruption, the Doug Benson Interruption. Mm-hmm. Not to interrupt, but it's every Thursday, <laughs> the last Thursday of every month at 9.30 at UCB only five bucks to get in yeah it's it's a really fun show it's it's doug's friends and comedy doing their acts and then doug sitting uh right off stage and uh, interrupting whenever he feels like as it. they said about les mis fight to get a ticket <laughs> <laughs> they did yeah wow that was their slogan that's a weird that's... <laughs> <laughs> i know like you could beat somebody up at the box office and go the ad told me to fight for a ticket <laughs> It's just funny and to Im- it. it's funny to imagine the people who would go to Les Mis fighting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would think there would be a lot of slapping involved. But anyway, uh, all right. So what we're going to do here is uh, we're going to play clips. Uh, actually, we did this uh, last time Doug was on on the, the the podcast. But this is instead of interviewing him uh, for like an hour and then doing it, we're going to just get right to the the clips from the interruption itself. And Doug's going to. Uh, set it up. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the guests. and uh, Yeah, let's just jump right into the hilarity. Let's do it. So Why th- waste time with all this banter? Yeah, exactly. Um, so so this past week, you had uh, Andy Kindler, Arge Barker, uh, Brian Posehn, and Paul F. Tompkins. Yes, a four-person interruption. Usually it's five, and I've been the show's been going horribly, horribly long to the detriment of both the audience and the uh, uh, whichever comedian is to go last. And so I uh, decided to tighten it up, and with four comics, we still went way over. <laughs> so I don't know what to do anymore. But I, you, I think I just have to give up and well, just you, you let didn't it go, be what it is. You didn't go way over. The fact was you had – there was an hour and a half. Like you started at 9.30, and the next show started at 11. Yeah. So you so, had to come in. Like did We they really started a few minutes late, and then they were hoping I'd be done. I told them I'd be done by 11. Yeah. That each comic – if each comic did 15 minutes and I did like 10 or 20 up front, it should right. work out okay. And um, and then we ended up going to 11.15 or something. Right. So, so it wasn't I, I so failed. bad. No, it wasn't. It wasn't – in terms of the audience, it wasn't as bad as – a couple other shows I've done where it's gone like two, two and a half hours right. and they, they start to get exhausted, but they can't leave because something funny might happen. Right. So, and I always save the best for last. So it's <laughs> like, uh, people are have to wait around, but, uh, it's, we're getting better at it. So, uh, but, uh, uh, hopefully I, you know, I'll be able to tighten it up and use five comics. Cause I do like having a lot of comics on the show just cause right. there's so many around and it's so much fun to do it with a bunch of different people. Well, for a four-person lineup, this was about as good as you could get. I mean, these are some strong comics. Yeah, uh, these guys are all awesome, and they're all close enough friends that I can pretty much say anything to them and, and do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Andy Kindler was up first. Mm-hmm. After my opening remarks. Which yeah, yeah. Were, well, well, describe how the show goes. Like, you come out. And- basically, I come out, and I always say, who hasn't seen an interruption yet? And so there's always some applause, which is nice that there's always new people there. And uh, then I basically explain the premise, which is that uh, I, I invite my, you know, stand-up friends that are all pretty successful and very good stand-ups. I invite them to uh, take the stage, and I host the show. But then, when it's not my turn to talk, I talk anyway. I sit in the audience with a microphone and interrupt whenever I feel like it, which I think you already said earlier <laughs> in this podcast. That's okay. But uh, so 
um, that's the premise. And so I have to do a few minutes at the top of the show. So this time I devoted most of my time to my strategy for uh, Last Comic Standing, right. which is, uh, you know, currently there's voting going on where two people, two contestants that didn't make it into the uh, – into the Queen Mary on the uh, TV show, they get to come back and do like a head-to-head competition to determine who's the most downloaded comic or something. It's just a bullshit, like, you know, you don't really win any prize or anything, but the exposure on Last Comic Standing has been so good for me that I figure, you know, what the hell, I might as well go on it one more time. And uh, I I read a couple of jokes that I'm trying to prepare jokes specifically for that appearance in case it happens, Uh, like... uh, you know, they show Last Comic Standing on the Bravo network, but most of the stuff on Bravo <clears throat> is like, you know, super gay, like uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, Kathy Griffin, uh, uh, Celebrity Poker. So I decided, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think instead of Bravo, the network should be called Bravo. <laughs> and uh, so I want to I say... <laughs> I want to say that on Last Comic Standing. I probably shouldn't be saying, you know, they'll probably listen to this and go, well, we can't have him back on if he's going to just. <laughs> but that's not that mean of a joke. And then the other one is that, uh, you know, Ant, of course, was a comic that was made fairly successful by Last Comic Standing. But uh, if he's as gay as he says he is, I think I think he should be called Aunt instead of Ant. <laughs> that's all I've got so far. And you did mention that, that maybe those jokes are too similar to each other. <laughs> they, they are. It's kind of the same joke twice in a row. Right. But I, tr- I switched the order this time for you, and I, yeah. think, I think it works better. I think it does work better that way. Yeah, you're right. So, um, And then uh, I also talked about... So, so also, I should mention that in, in a couple of weeks... Tonight, it'll be determined if I advance in this online thing. And when you say tonight, you mean the night. The of, night we're shooting. By the time you hear this, this, you won't. <laughs> this will have already happened. So exactly. It's, it's too late for you guys to vote. So that's. But 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 then, if I do make it yeah. to the next round, it'll be there'll be five comics in a couple of weeks that people will have to choose between to determine the two who get back on the show. So okay. so all I'm saying is look out for that and vote for me uh, often. If yeah. you have more than one uh, email address, you can you can use them all. That's uh, NBC.com? Yes. You can just go there and, then, and click on Last Comic Standing or something. Yeah, yeah. You just find the show Last Comic Standing on their page, and then it'll say online vote or whatever. And yeah. And just tear it up. So, it, But then the other thing you did. <laughs> might be a moot point, though. I might not advance as of uh, the, yeah. day, the day we're recording this. And then the other thing I talked about was how uh, a fellow sent me on MySpace, on my MySpace page, uh... Uh, a message saying that he had written a screenplay with me in mind, you know, who, who should I send it to? How can I get this thing going? And I was excited, but it's like, you know, I, I, you know, what do you mean? Who do you send it to? I mean, like I, I need someone to write a script starring me and they already have some sort of deal somewhere or something <laughs> right. like, but this guy apparently thinks that my name alone will get, uh, you know, excitement about his script just cause it's written for me. Yeah. And, uh, so I read some of it to the audience and, uh, well, he sent you one scene, right? He sent a me, teaser. The, he sent me the very first scene to try to grab me. And in that scene, I end up masturbating in a bathtub <laughs> right. and my mother's banging on the door and yelling at me. And it's like, uh, you know, I don't have to repeat, uh, you know, stuff that just happened a couple of months ago. <laughs> in, yeah, the wounds in motion are still... picture form. Yeah, <laughs> motion picture form. So I, uh, I you know, I, but I read it to the audience because I thought it was funny that he would try to get my attention with a scene that like completely repulsed me. Like the idea of me masturbating on film is like, if that appealed to me at all, I would already be in porn. 
Well, if people like seeing uh, Louis C.K.'s cock on HBO, then anything oh, goes. See, that's the thing. That horrified me. <laughs> like the first two episodes, first you see Rick Shapiro's cock in the pilot, I think. No. Or the third one. Yeah. The third one. And he the second after. one you see Louis. Like yeah. now I'm terrified to watch the show because Jim, Jim Norton's <laughs> is still looming. There's still the possibility that I'll have a hat trick of uh, HBO cock with those guys. True. I want to see, uh, you know, I want him to stop having sex with, uh, what's her name, with her shirt on. That's what, you know, I thought when Sex in the City left the air, that was the end of women, ha- women having sex with their shirts on. <laughs> seems so uh, improbable to me. And, the, and even on that show, it was really only, well, I guess only Kim Cattrall was bold enough to go shirtless. Yeah, and not, but not on every occasion. Like, sometimes she'd have a bra on or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I guess some ladies like to do that. Hmm. Isn't that right, boy? Uh, girl, that's Bama. <laughs> Bama's here, my dog. Uh, all right, so now that you guys know how the show kicked off, uh, let's uh, play a little clip of, of Andy Kindler, right? Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Andy Kindler from the Doug Benson Interruption. Enjoy. Um, you know, how about that Doug Benson, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, Take time out it. of your schedule to come down here tonight. I'm so busy losing contests, I can't believe... <laughs> Well, time to come down. The thing, seriously, if you didn't like the script that I submitted to you, you could have simply, I mean, is that, is that your idea of a joke? To pretend they got sent to you? I, it's blue, but people like blue. It's just, I just thought it was a creative way to break it to you that it's horrible. I could sell it to a, 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 a weigh-in's relative. I know they'll make it. They'll make it. The Wayans will make that in one goddamn second. Yeah, you laugh now at the sophomoric level of that script. That script might be too smart for the room at many studios with Little Man coming out. Little Man. Seriously, it's over. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Get on the spaceship. Little Man. Little Man. Little Man man lives in the uh, mailbox at the lake house. For real? That's the twist at the end of Lake House. His little man jumps out and he goes, this is where I live. And they go, holy shit. You mean it wasn't going through time? You were just fooled by a little man? Why are they laughing? What does Lake House mean? What the hell does that mean, Lake House? Lake House. What does that mean? Why are you laughing? That'd be a bad, a bad uh, trait for a comic. Believe- Why are they laughing? What's well, not funny? They're laughing. Lake House is a perfect Stop pocket. laughing at me. Starring Tom Hanks. I don't know. That would be a good movie, right? Stop, Stop laughing at me. Starring Dat Fan or somebody. Somebody who's not doing so well from the first year of LPS. No, that would be Start Laughing at Me. Start laugh. Stop laughing at me. A man on the edge of a thing and the whole thing. You don't, so, know, you don't know the movie Lake House? Oh, the movie Lake House. That's why. Oh, you thought I was talking oh. about Lake Houses in general. Oh. Now I understand the film that is entitled. That's what Dane Cook does a lot. A, for a person, he does that kind of a thing a lot. I've been studying In the him. face like, of a the person face. of a person of the human variety. He does stuff like that a lot. Oh, I'm studying him so good. I'm going to get him down. I don't have him yet. <laughs> He's going to get him down. <laughs> yeah. He's going to tear he- down the Dane Cook empire. He's he's really on a mission. Uh, I, he, every time I've seen him in the last month or so, he's 
he's really working this dang thing. I'm sure he's obsessed because you know it's. Uh, I think he watched uh, Andy's uh, mo is to watch one episode of something, so all of his jokes about tourgasm will be based on the one that he saw. So if there are some other kick-ass episodes, that is, Andy is the ship is left, and Andy is going to stand in the port. I have to yelling about it. I have to correct you on that though, because he actually was started talking about the latest episode, which I hadn't seen. But apparently, they went horseback riding, and he... yeah, that was in, that was the first one or the second one or something. I think that was that was one or two. I'm not it sure. It must which. have been the second because I only saw the first. I yeah, but I, that's what I'm saying is he'll he'll watch part of something and then it's it's on, you know. Right, like, right. And he'll tear into it for the rest of his life, you know, after seeing a brief. <laughs> Right. glimmer of it like he's not going to go see little man right. but it's going to be a hot topic for him for you know months and months to come are you going to go see little man i might no i don't know probably not i don't know i i have to confess that like the the special effect of marlon wade's face on a little <laughs> a little baby right. is pretty funny looking <laughs> of all the yeah. adult faces on a baby uh movies or, or you know i mean like the adult uh talking from the point of view of a baby like that baby bob thing on the sub uh, on the quiznos commercials yeah that doesn't amuse me at all but something about a human an adult head on a baby uh is uh is pretty good i think yeah, it's it's uh well what we'll hear in the next clip. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to set up Brian Posehn, who yeah. is um, who was next up after Andy after the uh, shitstorm of comedy created by Andy Kindler. Brian came out of the uh, storm cellar with a little <laughs> of his own kick ass humorism, and uh, so let's go. Let's listen to a little of uh, uh, Brian Brian Posehn, the, the probably the largest comedian in, in the business. Yeah, and and I guess the only other thing you need to know is that an the rest of Andy's set was pretty much devoted to to orgasm, and I think he might have talked about something else that he didn't like on television. But anyway, that that was so. So when Brian comes out, uh, you'll hear him <laughs> reacting to that. But uh, yeah, here's Brian Posehn. Hey, buddy. Are you in Little Man for contrast? Play like the you know, I actually passed on Little Man. They offered you a part? Yeah, and I very rarely pass, and uh, as you can tell by my IMDb, uh, <laughs> if you IMDb me, you're like, this guy never says no. Dumb and Dumberer is underrated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. But no, I passed on Little Man, and for a while I was like, Thank God I passed on Little Man, and I know it's going to be huge. And so, like a week or two from now, I'm going to be like, "Why did I pass on Little Man? I should have been fucking rolling around in Little Man money. I get jerking off on my Little Man money." Are you like a guy that's like mopping up a hallway, and Little Man slides into your testicles? No, I was <laughs> that I would have said yes to. <laughs> No, it's supposed to be like the white dorky friend who doesn't know that it's a, a clearly a Wayans. <laughs> There's something about that baby. Not only that they don't know it's a human or a grown up, but that they don't know that's a fucking Wayans. That baby. That baby's not fooling me. How angry would a mother be if you just like your baby looks like a Wayans? <laughs> So I missed Andy's set. Was he uh, mad about TV at all, or was he mad about stuff he saw on the TV? He saw. He saw. He saw. Stop watching TV. He's mad about most of it. He, he saw Turgasm. Oh my God. Yeah, me too. 
you know, I'm really a good guy. Like, uh, you know, I'm kind of a sweetheart. And uh, yeah, all the are. other comics say that I, like, kill people with kindness. Think it'll become the TLC killer. I'm just going to kill the remaining members of TLC. That's all. That's what that means. <laughs> Left eye's gone, now it's chili and whatever. <laughs> Ta ta, T Boz. <laughs> uh, I want to kill her just so I could say that. I don't even hate her. How do I jump into these? It's so weird. We're I'd like, like to send this waitress. I'd like to send this chili back, and then you push her off a cliff in a restaurant. Yeah. It's a fancy restaurant. It's got a cliff in it. Where is that? It's in Malibu. It's overlooking the wash, the water. It's next to. So they built the restaurant around the cliff. Yeah. They like haul a cliff in. Yeah. And she's standing. She's standing near the window. <laughs> You say, waitress, I'm sending this chili back into the ocean, and then you push her out. No, I get that part. I get that part. (laughs) It doesn't really have to be in a restaurant. You don't have to be in the place. Waitress. No, it's like it's a witty thing to say. It's just you and chili, and you're about to murder her. And, and she's like, why did he ask for a waitress? Gonna oh, because he's going to push me. Those are her last words. There's no waitress. Oh, God. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Oh, what waitress? Oh! I'm in TLC. <laughs> That's going to be her last words. <laughs> Each one's death is worse than the last. I don't even know. I don't want to do these bits. It's more fun just talking to you about stuff. And then Brian went into some uh, some bits. Yeah, but that that's what's great about uh, this. Sounds very infomercially, but <laughs> what I like about the interruption is that there can be like five minutes of uh, of two comics just uh, making each other laugh, and uh, and uh, that that was a good example of that. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, it's fun to do that with him. Like you know, he went into his his uh, you know jokes, which are great, and there's some fun stuff there. But yeah. that's the most uh, fun part to play for the. Uh, podcast i think and also we're not burning any of his material because i don't think he's going to take the tlc killer <laughs> chunk out on the road <laughs> yeah <laughs> although maybe you should it's orgasm has to come up and then he has to be like riffing <laughs> on jay davis's bit that he did on that one episode of tourgasm it's funny though how like it's a pretty comedy intensive crowd yeah to be able to follow that you yeah know, like people were laughing like they knew what he was talking about without him ever saying Specifically, that's a joke a guy on Tourgasm did. Wait, I didn't even know that. Tourgism. Uh, yeah, Jay Davis does. There's an episode where uh, Dane Cook is like, you should try and come up with some new material during this tour. And Jay mm-hmm. was like, well, I've been thinking about doing this thing about being the uh, – uh, that I kill people with kindness, kindness <laughs> uh, okay. that I'm a TLC killer. And uh, and he tried it, and you know, and it went, you know, it went okay. So it was kind of like it's kind of like that thing you used to you used to do of the development of a joke. Like yeah, yeah. in the episode, you see him do the joke a couple times, mm-hmm. and how it kind of evolves. Right. And so Brian was riffing on that, and then uh, that got us into killing actual members of right. the DLC. <laughs> I think maybe with people who hadn't seen Torgasm like myself, just thought that 
that he that that he was starting to say something about him, him being really nice and right then, right and that and i thought that was his line actually it's a it's a pretty funny line the tlc killer but then he <laughs> took it in a direction that was even funnier so. yeah well that's the credit should go where it's due that's yeah. jay davis's joke yeah, I, I give it up for that jay brian, that brian was quoted yeah i, I like that <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't know about him but i like that joke <laughs> uh all right so uh Who's up next? I think Arj Barker was up next. Arj Barker is a is a good friend of mine. We co-created and co-starred in the Marijuana Logs together. Right. Which we're still touring around with it. We still do it from time to time, but uh, we spent a lot of time together like doing it in New York and mm-hmm. on the road in comedy clubs. And uh, so we've gotten to be pretty good friends. And um, he has never done the interruption before. I think he did it once back when we did it at M-Bar, but he claims that he didn't, so maybe not. But... Uh, he, um, you know, he called me up that day and was like, so what do I do? I just do my act and you're just going to interrupt me, which like, is not like Arch does not like to be interrupted. Like, <laughs> like he handles hecklers very well. He's very yeah. good at it, but he doesn't encourage it at all. Like he's yeah. very unhappy when somebody steps on one of his intricately plotted routines. <laughs> right. So, uh, so he's not that into it. So, but at the same time he wanted to be on my show and he knew it would be fun, you know, to do it with me or whatever. And, uh, so he, uh. You know, as as an Arj Barker inside joke, like I told him, just do new stuff or do stuff that you've come up with recently so that like it's not stuff that I already know Mm because it's more fun for me to jump in and riff with somebody about jokes I'm just hearing for the first time or I've only heard once or twice before. And like sometimes I'll ask people to do a specific bit. And in this case, uh, Arj thought his reaction to that was, well, it'll be hilarious if I just do old bits, Right. even though Doug asked me to do newer stuff. (laughs) And but the audience it's not like he's doing bits about Dan Quayle or something. They, they right. weren't that topical. His stuff is never that topical. Yeah. So the fact that they were old bits was kind of lost on the audience, but R just kept laughing to himself the whole yeah, time. Yeah. So it created a pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty strange, <laughs> strange vibe, but it was still, it was still pretty fun. Yeah. All right. Well, so actually I think the first part we're going to hear from his set, uh, I'm not sure it was an old bit. It seemed more like, uh, a riff on the uh, the show itself. Oh yeah, and what's uh, yeah? That's the other thing he did was he. Uh, well, you'll you'll hear you'll, it. You'll hear, yeah. and play it. Uh, yeah. So here's here's Arch Parker. You know, I said I'd agree to do this show, but um, it's like you know, I'm also here to plug my stuff too. You know, like my upcoming show here at the UCB that I'm starting, where it's all um, Spanish speaking comics, and I've I've taken high school Spanish, and so I don't know it that well. And I stand on the side of the uh, on the side of the stage and try to explain what jokes they're telling and stuff. And I think that if you like the Benson interruption, you are going to love the Barker interpretation coming to UCB this fall. Catch it. Remember how marijuana log started out like you were, it was just a joke like that, and then we yeah. really did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, you're on to another good one. I think you're on to another great idea. Exactly, dude. I come up with the fucking stupid ideas, and then you fucking <laughs> do all the work. <laughs> you hone in and do all the work, and then springboard, springboard to fame. VH1. Now, now, this video hits one. Now, now, Arch. All right, so <laughs> he was kind of messing with you, I guess. Uh, but yeah. then, <laughs> so then he went. Then he went into a bunch of uh, old uh, classics, and uh, and the, but the other funny thing about his set was that they backstage they had uh, cans of Coors Light, right? And uh, or just I think it was just Coors. Uh, yeah, Silver Bullet. Yeah, they yeah. had those Silver Bullet cans. Yeah, and so he. Uh, 
came out on stage with it, which is just always looks funny, like a comedian drinking out of a big beer can. And, uh, and then, um, as you'll hear in this next uh, section, uh, at one point he starts to actually, he's so used to doing this bit where he mimes having a can in his hand <laughs> that he does it anyway. <laughs> he mimes it even though there's a beer can sitting right there. And also, but also, <laughs> the, the other, or should we talk about this after we hear it? Or the, the fact that you kind of lead him into it? Oh, well, I asked him for uh, to do a 4th of July bit because he's got this 4th of July bit that I've been hearing lately that's really funny and certainly quite timely. And for some reason, he chooses that as an opportunity to pull out some old 4th of July bit that I, <laughs> after spending that I the don't set, remember. Yeah, after spending the set doing all these old jokes that are, like, are on a CD and stuff, you decide to play along and set him up for an old joke, and he goes to an even older joke. Yeah, well, I try to set him up for like to do a new classic, and then he whips out like an, an older version of like another thing about the same subject. So, <laughs> so, so that. that's why we're both sort of giggling at what's going on. Now, Arch, uh, I, I, I've noticed over the years, yeah. we've known each other for a while, yeah, that you time. tend to get very excited about the holiday that's coming up. Oh, shit. Right? Are you talking am about the right? 4th of July, my yes, favorite? Yes, I am. Last year I was at a 4th of July party. I don't know if I told you this. Uh, and I go, and I'm not going to fucking, when the, summer, when the summertime comes, it's time for the silver bullet, all right? That's what I do in the summertime. Silver bullet means summer, okay? There's two things that call for the silver bullet, summertime and werewolves. Now, I am not fighting a werewolf right now, so it must be that fucking time of year. So then I'm at the party, and I try to go, got me a fresh bullet all freshly cracked, and I'm going to go outside and watch the fireworks. And this is the 4th of July. This is just last year. So it's a new joke because it hasn't been 4th of July again since. <laughs> and I start to go outside and this girl gets a motion. You can't go. What are you doing? You can't go outside on the street with a beverage containing alcoholic content. If the beverage has been opened, it's illegal to go outside. You can't go on the street with that beverage. It's open. It contains alcohol. It's illegal. You can't go out there. And I was like, you want to get the fuck out of my way? <laughs> Wait, you can just hold the can that's sitting there. You don't have to mime it. That's true. That's true. That's constructive. That's constructive criticism. You want to get the fuck out of my way? My country is having a birthday party. I'm invited to get an evite on that one. Hold it. He didn't take he didn't take the evite bait. No, like there was no there was no me bringing up a subject that he doesn't have a joke about. You know, like that that doesn't that's not going to go anywhere with him. Like Brian or Andy or Paul would like uh, you know take it and run with it, but Arge was just like on to the next thing. <laughs> He he's got his plan and he's going to stick to it. <laughs> but that, and that was kind of fun in its own right because, <laughs> like you saw or you, like you heard just right there, he uh, he he took the criti- criticism constructively. Yeah, he really did. Which it was nice. It wasn't. I wasn't criticizing. I was just trying to have some laughs yeah. at his expense. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you didn't want to help. Hey, uh, I just wanted to quickly. I wanted to timestamp this particular podcast okay. w- with a note about something that happened over the weekend. We lost uh, a, a, one of those uh, old showbiz a holes uh, died over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Aaron um, Spelling. No, no, no. The uh, Eddie from Frasier. 
Oh. The dog moose died over the weekend. <laughs> oh, no. That's horrible news. That was great, though, that you jumped right in with Aaron Spelling. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping that you would. <laughs> Instead of, like, if you hadn't heard about Aaron Spelling, you'd just sit there going, oh, yeah? Who died? <laughs> uh, that's Well, I'm sorry to hear about Eddie. It's, uh, yeah, he is, he is a cute doggy. He was. But he there's was. there's more where that came from. He loved He loved that chair. Yeah, your dog's pretty cute, too. Yeah, she is. Um, she could have, uh, she could have played that part. All right. Um, that might not make the final show. <laughs> that little interjection. Your dog is, doesn't really have the, uh, the dirty looks down. Your dog's pretty, right. uh, pretty friendly to everyone. Well, yeah. But once you get to know her, you realize she has a sarcastic side. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I look forward to that day. I look forward to finding that side. All right. So last of up. your dog. Yeah. <laughs> Last up on the interruption this month was uh, Paul PFT, uh, a frequent guest. Uh, Closes every interruption, one pretty of the, much. One of the great closers in the biz. Yeah, he's always always uh, money in the bank, but also always uh, comes out uh, either you know upset that the shows run so long and that he doesn't <laughs> have much time, or upset at me because my intros are horrible. Uh, to give you an example of how bad my intros are, I was hosting a show in San Francisco last weekend, and um, uh, this guy was coming on last. Who's like he's been around for a long time. His name's Jimmy Gunn, and he's a really funny San Francisco comic. That just is like crazy, like uh, you know, kind of like a cross between Bobcat and Howie Mandel back when they were both crazy, and uh, and not hosting game shows and directing talk shows, <laughs> and uh, and so. Uh, <laughs> He, uh, he, I say to him, what do you want in your intro? And he goes, say whatever you want. And whenever somebody says, say whatever you want to me and I'm the host, it's, it's over. <laughs> so, so my intro for him was, this next comic is going to knock your dicks in the dirt. And even the ladies who don't have dicks are going to, this guy's going to make you grow a dick and then he's going <laughs> to knock it into the dirt. And so everyone is going to have to pick up and clean off their dicks. <laughs> Please welcome Jimmy Gunn. <laughs> and he had a good set, but it was like... <laughs> That kind, of, that kind of intro is not doing anybody any favors. <laughs> well, but if it makes people laugh, then they come out. They ride a little wave of laughter, don't they? Yeah, maybe. One would hope. Uh, not, I was drunk at the time. Not quite like the intro you uh, that you gave Paul last week, which uh, we're about to hear. Yeah, let's let's give that a listen. All right, here's Paul of Tompkins. Okay, guy number four. You ready? Things are running good. We're in, we're in good time. You get uh, about twelve to fourteen minutes of this guy, and. Um, <laughs> Which is a perfect amount of him. It really is. <laughs> Spot on. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul F. Tompkins. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I didn't care for that introduction. <laughs> I just want to go on a record. That's a good amount of time. I it's mean, a good amount of time. One would be nice. It's a good amount of time, but you did say it's the perfect <laughs> amount of time. Perfect. As if, as if to say this is about all you can stand of this. No. Jack and apes. Haven't you ever heard the expression always leaving him want a lot more? <laughs> always leaving wanting a whole lot more. Did That's you what you're gonna do. Go to the expressions hall and have that amended because I believe it is always even wanting more. Not a whole lot. Well, more you should done. stop by the hall more often. Well, they've got complimentary continental breakfast on Wednesdays. I just hate all the red tape. <laughs> Bureaucracy, ruining expressions. <laughs> 
Uh, hi, audience. I have, um, I have comedies to do. Oh, before we listen to more of Paul, we should, we should note for the people listening that, uh, to the podcast that at UCB, when it gets really crowded, when it's busy, like, you know, my show every month, they, <laughs> they have to put seat people on the stage and they have several rows of seats on either side of the stage. And in this particular case, like there was an extra row of seats where people were like all the way up against the curtain that, yep. that blocks the, you know, the uh, backstage area, like the, the curtain between the stage and the green room. Right. But you kind of – we all travel back behind there to get to go on stage. So Paul uh, – something happened when Paul was walking through uh, back behind <laughs> Let's stage. let him explain it. Yes. <laughs> Here he is. Um, you guys are sitting too far back and you're making a bulge in the curtain and I think I elbowed one of you in the head. I'm just letting you know that it's like, usually the curtain's just supposed to be falling straight and we're back there like, there's people, right? They're like here, like they're hiding. That's what it looks like. They'll never find us. So if I hit you in the head, I'm sorry. And if I did it a bunch of times, I'm sort of delighted. We've got stowaways. <laughs> Turn the theater around. Uh, we're too far out. We can execute them by theater law. And marry them first. Yeah, marry, marry them. Again. Let's marry them too. <laughs> I like to laugh because it was sort of almost sarcastic. She went, ha, ha. And then I pointed at her and then she went like this. That was the perfect response. Perfect. All right, you guys. Let's start doing some comedy. All right, you guys. Let's start watching me do some comedy, shall we? 10 to 12 minutes of Paul Tompkins is perfect. It's the perfect amount. Let's do it. Any more and you go into a fucking coma. You can't handle a it. A laughter coma. It's too good! My systems are shutting down. Flatline. Burrito failure! Yeah. Fucking, if I did 50 minutes up here, your kidneys would burst. Then your eyeballs would fill with piss. It's unpleasant. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying the opposite. You don't want to tell Thank God it. you're not alive for most of it. I know. Exactly. Luckily, it kills you very quickly. But you do hang on there long enough to realize, oh, my eyeballs are filled with piss. You have just enough time to do this. And then you go to meet your maker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that was Paul. That was the beginning of Paul's set. That was a funny face he made. Oh, if only you could have seen that the face. Eyeballs full of piss face. Podcast listeners, you're missing out. Yeah, just, just imagine. You know what Paul looks like. Just imagine his face if his eyeballs were full of piss right before he died. Next time you're watching Best Week Ever, just pause it. Uh, yeah. Pause your TiVo on his funny face when he's saying something and that'll, that'll approximate it. Does he, uh, let's listen to some more of his funny Yeah, this so he did, he, he did a, a nice long set and then uh, wrapped it up with a, a great little string of, of jokes about, uh, about the costume, people who wear costumes on uh, Hollywood Boulevard, but then that led into this little ditty. Here he is. Here's another thing. I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard the other day, and you know they have those stores with the stripper clothes in them, uh, where like there's like window and you can be like 
a sexy uh, firefighter or yeah, a sexy yeah. St. Pauli girl. I know the one you're talking about. The, uh, the window tastes funny. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like at first it seems like cinnamon, but then it's an aftertaste. Yeah, it's kind of bad. It stays with you. You guys saw it that time. Uh, so I look at the window and there's like the regular shit but then there's a costume that's a sexy bee it's like you know black yellow stripes and some fucking insect wings and like if your fantasy is to fuck a bee guess what this is not gonna do it for you Cause it's not right. It's like, oh, you just look like a woman with a half-ass bee costume on. I really want to fuck that bee. You imagine, like, if there's a guy that finally, finally, somehow he's able to confess to his lover, like, all right, I, I, I have this thing where I want to have sex with a bee, and then. She- Online or something. Oh, perfect. He is going to love me so much for doing this. I'm going to put on the sexy bee outfit and I'm going to make his wildest fantasy come true. No, you're not. At best, he's going to appreciate the effort. Like, honey, I, I appreciate you trying that. I really do. And I'm trying not to be mad at you right now. But... I told you that in confidence. And what I said, I meant. I don't want to fuck a sexy lady dressed up like a sort of a bee. Not, not even if I put on No Rain by Blind Melon. Honey. That gets more into the bee shape, maybe, because that little girl was fat. So... She was sort of more like a bumblebee. You're not even like a yellow jacket. You just look like a hooer. Who got into a weird transportation booth. With a bee costume. It was part of some sort of sting operation. I wanted to make it as hard for you to wrap it up now as possible. And I think I succeeded. Oh, I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy. <laughs> I still think that's a funny thing to say, sting operation. But it's funny that that hearing it again, that audience says, ha oh, like how they like go from elation to sadness so quickly. Yeah, I, I contend that if people would just open their hearts to puns, <laughs> then then people could, could laugh freely at a, a legitimately funny thing without judging it and without feeling dumb. Oh, just open your hearts, people. Come on, it's so easy. Puns are so easy to love. Why why do you have to Why walk away? Yeah. Just just embrace the pun. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, I wanna I wanna fuck a lady in a pun costume. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna fuck a pun. <laughs> so that's uh that's the highlights from the uh Benson interruption on Thursday, June twenty second. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's what happened. That's what you missed if you weren't there, and that's what you got to enjoy again. If you you, you missed that and a whole lot more.
Yeah, a lot more, a lot more talking from a lot more comedians. But you did an excellent job, Sasquatch, of uh, picking out the. Mm, uh, thank you. You know, I thought you were just a, a lumbering woodland beast, <laughs> but it turns out you're good at selecting clips from yes. shows. And uh, I guess we could use this opportunity here at the end to plug upcoming sure. interruption shows. We've got a special 11 p.m. interruption show at the UCB in Los Angeles on July 7th. So uh-huh. if you are not too burned from fireworks and whatnot on the 4th, come out at 11 p.m. on the 7th. I think it's 8 bucks to get in, and uh, Paul Tompkins will be there as usual. Graham Elwood will be back. He wasn't in the last show because he, uh, he was entertaining the troops in Lake Tahoe. I mean, oh. he was doing shows in Lake Tahoe, but maybe, maybe some <laughs> troops came in and maybe they were entertained. And um, and three other special guests. I'm talking to some people about uh, appearing on that one, and uh, so we should have a good lineup. Check out the show calendar on a specialthing.com, and uh, you will see when when those dates come up. Yeah, we'll ucbtheater.com, spelled theater t h e a t r e because they're classy. And, Actually, uh, if you type it the other way, it'll still go. It'll to still the go site. good. Yeah. Good and. Um, because it's driving me crazy when you're di- di- typing in a .com and mm-hmm. you type a comma instead of a period. How it mm-hmm. always just goes, can't find that. <laughs> but like when you type in the misspelled word, they go, do you mean this? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like it's not fair. Browsers should know that a comma you didn't. It's mean close that. enough. Yes, exactly. Who would put a comma in a web address? Exactly. And then, um, and then the next regularly scheduled final Thursday of the month uh, interruption at nine thirty at UCB in LA will be. A uh, special guest hosted by Paul F. Tompkins. Uh-huh. He's going to do my part. He's going to come out and host, and I'm not going to be there at all. And uh, so far lined up for that one are Graham Elwood, Andy Kindler. I know. How do we get him? And uh, <laughs> Jen Kirkman's going to do it. And oh, then cool. we'll add one or two more special guests to that show. But that should be really fun because uh, Paul F. Tompkins is great at being interrupted, so he'll be equally great at interrupting. Yeah. And one more programming note for our East Coast friends. Yes. I'm going to be performing in the High Times Comedy Festival that weekend, July 27th through the 29th at Mm -hmm. Gotham Comedy Club in New York. And while I'm there, that same weekend is the Del Close Marathon at UCB Theater in New York. Uh And uh, so they gave me a 2 a.m. Saturday slot because it's like a 48-hour or maybe longer marathon of improv. So I'm going to do an all-improvised uh, interruption at 2 a.m. on Saturday, the uh, 29th. Yeah, 29th cool. at uh, UCB in New York. And, so that's actually uh, Sunday morning is what you're saying. Yes, and I'll be appearing in a couple other shows that weekend, like um, Tony Kameen and uh, and uh, Seth Morris started a thing called Broin' Out that they right. do on both coasts. And so there'll be a, a New York edition of that that I'll be appearing in. So... Gotham Comedy Club, UCB, the weekend of July 27th through the 29th, and then the interruption on July 7th and 27th here in uh, Los Angeles, where we sit now in Matt's lovely home with his very friendly dog. <laughs> Overly friendly dog. Yeah, yeah and uh, and if you can't make any of those shows, uh, which I know a lot of people listening uh, are nowhere near uh, New York or L.A., uh, we'll keep bringing you the, uh, the highlights of the interruption, uh, right here on a special on the, uh, the AST radio podcast. Yes, we will. So that's fun, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's, I think it's a cool thing to do and, uh, it's a nice little treat for people who, uh, yeah, if you miss it, you, you know, you got to check it out. And even if you were there, like we'll, we'll definitely play the parts that are the, that are probably never going to be repeated again in, in terms of, uh, 
you know, uh, you know, riffs and things that kind of happen spontaneously. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, the, uh, mo- mostly, you know, you, you'll hear, a, if you go to the show, you'll hear a lot of what you just heard and you'll hear, uh, some of, uh, each comics act, but we don't want to burn their acts, uh, on a podcast cause you know, yeah. they might be taking it somewhere else. That's and, fair. Especially since we didn't really officially ask any of these guys <laughs> if we could use any of Good it. point. But Good if we point, just use Doug. the points where I, parts where I'm talking to them, I think that gives us the right <laughs> to use it. As long as you interject, you yeah. are a partial owner of it. And that I think bit. I did a vague, like, yelling in the green room, you guys were going to use this on the podcast, and people <laughs> just kind of going, what? And then that was the end of it. I heard you say something on the way out. Yeah, I tried. I tried to let everybody know. Their lack of response is as good as a permission slip. <laughs> yeah, Arge Barker's never going to know that this even happened. Because <laughs> none of us are going to tell him about it. Shh, don't. don't tell, if you see don't Arge, tell Arge, don't tell him that you loved hearing the podcast. Yeah. He won't know what that means. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, this has been the Doug Benson Interruption uh, edition of AST Radio. Uh, I want to thank Doug for uh, being here and doing it, for, and, and uh, I want to thank him for letting me record the show. Thank you for doing it. Sure. And uh, until next time, we'll see you all on the board. <laughs>